saw that as a as a fireball from heaven that collides with the earth and, and I was standing at the edge of that crater that was created with a, by that fireball and, and the Lord spoke to me and he said this is the coming church and it was really strange because all I saw was this uh, just imagine standing on the edge of a volcano and looking down and seeing this, this violent eruption of fire and uh, but boy my spirit was going crazy when God spoke that to me even though my mind didn't totally grasp it. is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm excited to welcome on the phone line John Burden. John, are you there? I'm here. I'm ready. All right. It's an honor to have you on the show today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. It's going to be good. I'm ready. I'm excited. All right. I I can tell from the sound of your voice, you're ready to do this today. So you are an (laughs) author, a teacher, a church planner, and a revivalist. Uh, And you've got this book called The Coming Church that I'm really interested in talking about today with you. Um, So I guess, first off, I know you've got a ton of books. So what makes this book stand out from some of your past work? What inspired you to work on this one? Yeah, this this one, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to say exactly what's gonna what's gonna be hot uh, in, in terms of you know what God's saying, you know, in the season that we're in. But this one, for whatever reason, really has uh, it's provoked a lot of people. Um, it's it's a burning message that has just kind of ripped through my heart um, over the last several years. And it's it's not it's not even necessarily one message. It's a it's a series of uh, you know just 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 teachings and calls to awakening and. You know, just a lot of fire on these messages. Uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's an end-time message. Um, there's a lot of people out there, that, uh, just that, that remnant church, that they're passionate, they're hungry, they're zealous for, uh, for God, and they're, they're, ready for, they're ready to move out of the old and move into the new and see exactly what God's going to do. And so this book really hits on a lot of that, um, you know, uh, a lot of the old structures, as, as well as those structures that served us over the years. Um, I believe those wineskins are, are about to be replaced. All of us want the new wine. And uh, so it's, it's, it's just a call. It's a, and, and, and honestly, it's a, call to, it's a call to the believer as opposed to um, just an announcement of what God's going to do. It's, it's, putting the, it's really putting the pressure on us to respond and to get into position and to pray like we've never prayed before and to go hardcore after God. And so it's, just, it's, a, it's a series of messages kind of... Um, you know, with that theme uh, driving them. Well, we're all about uh, just moving forward spiritually and intercession here. So I know in the book, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, um, you talk about having a vision for the church. Can you can you break that down a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I had a specific vision. Um, for the sake of time, I won't go into the specifics of, of that because it's fairly detailed, but the Really, the, the the synopsis of that vision is that there's a massive move of God that's coming. You know, in the vision, I saw that as a as a fireball from heaven that collides with the earth, and and I was standing at the edge of that crater that was created with, uh, by that fireball, and and the Lord spoke to me and He said, "This is the coming church," and it was really strange because all I saw was this. Uh, just imagine standing on the edge of a volcano and looking down and seeing this this violent eruption of fire and and uh, but boy, my spirit was going crazy when God spoke that to me, even though my mind didn't totally grasp it. Um, and so I, I believe what's coming is, is man-made structures um, really are going to be annihilated, 
And and you need to understand, um, there's a lot of man-made structures that aren't necessarily even evil. I mean, there's 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 godly men and women of God that are doing their best to develop and advance in ministry, and and all of us have done this. We've all created systems and and programs and things like that, just trying to do the best that we can. But uh, and then of course there's others that have created uh, really vile systems or 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 um, selfish systems, and so those are going going to and and i believe god's going to do something that's just going to blow our minds and there's other nations that are you know ahead of us in, in this you know look at china and some of these different places that i mean the fire of god is just raging um and so so that's just a very small bite-sized kind of idea of, of what what's coming um, i believe a lot of the uh just a lot of the natural um you know man focused um, Sunday go to meeting kind of stuff is is about to go, and we're we're about to go, about to go go crazy, just going after God like we never have. So then, if all of that is about to go, what where do you think where do you think the church is going next? Then next, well, my belief is, and it's actually already started. I'm I'm a big believer that prayer movements have have to lead the way. Um, you know, I've been involved in prayer movements for years and seen a lot of amazing things, but we still haven't powered through um, the current church system, you know, where there's so many different focuses and so many different pressures and burdens and stresses and ideas. Uh, We haven't powered through that into a place of just raw, let's get before God, let's pray in the Spirit, let's go go hardcore that way. You know, I think of, you know, the the perfect picture for me is is in 2 Chronicles 7, where, where the Bible says that, that the presence of God, due to prayer, the presence of God was so extreme, it was manifesting so powerfully in the temple that nobody could enter. And it says that they all hit the pavement outside and declared the goodness of God. And that's what I see. You know, and I, I, oftentimes when I teach, I talk about pavement people. I mean, we're looking for those people. They're, we're not looking for comforts. We're not looking for a nice air-conditioned or heated building even. We're not looking for the, for the comfy pew. We're not looking for recognition, recognition. We're not looking for that. We're ready to hit the pavement. We're ready to hit our face on the street outside because God's presence is filling the temple. And that's what I'm believing for. That's a big vision, um, but it's happened before. I think we need to see it happen again. Yeah, I think that passion is something that can be very lacking in many churches today. You were talking earlier about how in China or in other countries, they've really caught the fire for the Holy Spirit. How do we recapture that same fire here in America? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say that it might, it might take a uh, crisis. You know, I've been in uh, Haiti a couple times preaching. Uh, there's a big church there, had, a, had the, the awesome privilege of, of ministering to their students during the day, a smaller group, and then and then a couple thousand people at night, and I was, it was humbling for me. I'm like, why, what am I even doing here? Because I would see, you know, no one had cars. They walked, many of them walked, two hours. And I was there 10 days in a row. They'd walk two hours every day to church and, and, and home in torrential downpours and across, you know, jagged, rocky roads. And, and they would show up, and it was 100 and some odd degrees, and they were dressed in suits and dresses, and they were running and dancing and shouting and crying and praying and, you know, you know they had, they had the earthquake and they had their recent um, hurricane and they're desperate, they're hungry, they're passionate. Um, I sure hope it doesn't take crisis here in the nation. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to awaken people now so we can 
go after it instead of waiting for crisis. And, and personally, I'll just say this, it drives me crazy that, I, that any of us have to um, encourage people to awaken to the things of God, that we have to cheerlead them into that place. You know, it's, it's as if I were to try to pay my children or coerce my children to go to Disney World. And uh, it's, 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 it's madness, you know, in, in one sense. It's, it's like we get to be with Jesus all the time and go hardcore and pray and love on him and serve and minister and, you know, experience his presence. And, but somehow we have yet to, in, in, you know, wholesale in this nation, in the church, we have yet to discover the wonder of that. So you were saying, and, and I love the, the metaphor there, of it's like trying to coerce your kids into coming to Disney World or doing something fun, of going deeper into God. So I wonder if maybe that problem comes from the fact that some believers don't totally understand what it means to go deeper with God. Do you think there are misconceptions in today's church? Oh, it's huge. Boy, I mean, we could spend hours on that. Absolutely huge. You know, there's there's even theologies out there that that settle in at a logical level, that that attempt to relieve, you know, relieve people of burdens. There's 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 doctrines and movements and philosophies out there, and so people just kind of settle in and they presume, okay, it's all done, it's all good, it's, I'm all, I'm okay, everything's going to be fine, and and that's the limit of their of their Christianity. You know, just um, you know, making the statement that Jesus did it all on the cross, and boy, did he do it all on the cross. Um, in one sense, but 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 in another sense, he only did on the cross what he needed to do to enable us to do what we need to do, and and so there, I think there's a lot of people that they're just missing out on our part of it. Um, you know, in Acts chapter one, the disciples were gazing into heaven, waiting for Jesus to come back to do what he wasn't going to do, and Jesus said, basically, I'm not going to be the one to establish my kingdom here. I'm leaving. You guys are going to establish the kingdom. You need to go wait for the promise. You need to be filled with power. And so I think that's a whole element. I think a lot of people are living, and I wrote an article on this in Charisma, there's a whole lot of people living on the wrong side of Acts chapter 1, and they're just waiting for God to do it. God's saying, listen, there's a whole adventure I have ready for you. Let's get out there, get filled with power, and just see great things happen. And I just think we need a revelation of that. So then at this point in time, with the state of the church as it is, what are some specific prayers that believers can be interceding for at this hour? You know, uh, for me, I focus on awakening. Um, you know, I, I really believe that, uh, I know in my life, that my greatest moments or my most important moments with God have been have, have been supernatural, have been, you know, or, or where the Word of God just suddenly explodes off the page or where I have a dream or an encounter or a vision or, you know, something like that. And, you know, and, and you know, we hear about it in the Muslim world that one of the greatest evangelism methods isn't, something that man does, but it's something that God does, is by visiting them in dreams. And I think we need to have encounters. We need to pray for encounters, pray for people to be awakened into that. And I think we need to pray hard um, that we understand the urgency. You know, I, I'm, I'm radically concerned that there are a lot of people that are following Jesus in an unsaved condition today where they're just going through the motions. They're just casual. They're just, they have wrong theologies, wrong doctrines. And, and, we don't understand the urgency. You know, Bible talks about, you know, wake up and strengthen what remains lest you die. And I uh, had a very powerful dream uh, surrounding that idea that just rocked me. And so I, I think we need an awakening into the reality of kind of eternity and 
um, really what God wants to do in the earth now. I, I think it's more urgent than we realize. And when the church wakes up, what do you think that's going to do to the state of the world? Like, how are we going to be able to impact the world? Um, you know, I, I think I think a lot of people have a lot of good ideas, you know, uh, uh, and they may be they're certain, they're certainly valid in, in some areas. We think about, you know, having impact in different different spheres, and I totally think that's going to happen. But I, I just, I believe that there's going to be things that are going to occur that are going to be way off of our grid. Um, I think radical holiness and um, um, just just weeping and mourning at times and rending our hearts and crying out to God. I just, we're going to see movements like that. I, I think there's going to be just mass repentance. I think like even revivals of old, you know, I think of, uh, you know, I think of uh, one of my one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Evan Roberts. He said, "Congregate the people who are willing to make a total surrender. Pray and wait. Believe God's promises and hold daily meetings." That's his prescription for revival that he sent to Frank Bartleman before Azusa broke out. And and I just think the church culture is going to shift radically. I think sometimes we presume we've arrived and now we're trying to change the culture in our nation. Uh, I don't think we've arrived yet. I think God needs to rock our culture first as Christians, and then from that place, things are going to change in the world, but it's going to be quite the process. So if people want to learn more about this from the details of your vision to reading the book to just finding out about your ministry and getting on board with that, where can they do that? Yeah, there's loads, loads of material. Um, I've written 10 books. I've got loads of uh, media, video, articles, and all of that can be found on my website at burton.tv, B-U-R-T-O-N dot TV. And uh, you can spend months there. <laughs> Excellent. I'll have to check that out and go look at some of the stuff myself after this interview's done. So would you mind praying us out for today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that there would be just a, a, the shock and awe of, of awakening that would land in this nation. I pray for those that are listening to this podcast right now that they would know that has called them for this hour. This is the reason that they were born, is to be an awakener, is to be a burning one, to be one that goes hard after God, that is full of the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray all of us, God, that we would be humble, we would be broken, Lord, we would be bold, we would be we would be uh, uh, on fire and ready uh, to advance the kingdom of God on the earth. I thank you, God. I thank you for charisma. I thank you for the ministry there. And I pray for everything that you have planned. Let us be on board. Let us not miss a thing, God. Let us not leave this earth before we see everything, do everything that we've been called to see and do, Lord. You are ready to do wonders in the earth. And, and I pray, God, that all of us would be a part of that. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. John, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It's been amazing. Blessings to all of you. Absolutely. The website for everyone, just to get that again, it's burden.tv, B-U-R-T-O-N.tv. You've been listening to John Burden on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.